Small business people often make a huge business mistake right out of the gate. They waste time in the sales process by placing the burden for completing the sale on the buyer. The eight most misused words in sale are, let me know if you ever need a fill in the blank. Asking this question will not lead to many sales and thus force you to ask it more often in many different places, wasting loads of precious time. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the sales process and how a small business owner can regain time simply by improving their sales process. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome to 2020. Hey, Phil, it is great to be back in the studio with you. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great. Doing fantastic. More importantly, how is business doing? Business is good. You know, we, um, I'll tell you what, myself, my own business, improving and growing. And then you and I got some stuff going on. It's fun. Business is fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to 2020. But let's look backward for just a second. How was 2019? 2019 just went zipping right by. Didn't it, though? It just... Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It's all of a sudden it was Halloween, and when Halloween hits, and we're here we are, 2020. That's it. It just zipped right along, which I think is a good thing. It just means we're staying busy. Exactly. Now, of course, we don't want to spin our wheels. That's not really staying busy. So it it was good. It was good. I had a lot of movement this year. Lost a dad. That's not good, but, you know... It, it happens. Yeah, it you does. Know. Only it, once, I think, I yeah, hope. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you you might be able to find like a rent-a-dad or something oh, like there that. There we yeah, go. No. There we go. No, that's horrible. I'm that sorry. Is. Yeah, what the yeah. heck? What the heck? That's horrible. I'm sorry. Well, you know, actually, today's topic is really centered around time management. Uh, you know, in fact, I would say that much of what we talk about here on Business Buffet yep. is really around time management. Reverse engineer that. And it gets down to you are, uh, and you need to be efficient with your day, efficient with your time. As a small business owner, that is uh, the killer, right? It is. It is. Well, it uh, It can be anyway. I I belong to several business groups. The Chamber is one of them. Uh, The Rotary, I I was in a networking group. I've always in some kind of business affiliate Mm -hmm. group. And uh, I, I really get discouraged at the Chamber of Commerce. I, <laughs> I hope Mary Lee's not listening. Sorry, Mary yeah. Lee. I love the Chamber. I just don't like going to the Let me text her meetings. real quick. Right, say, right. Let's send gotta... her a message. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hear about that one later. But I call them card droppers. And you see these people there. They don't come to the meeting but once, maybe twice. Bring 100 cards, right? Bring 100 cards. They walk around her room. Hi, my name is Ed. Here's my business card. I'd love to do business with you. And they're right on to the next person. And they try to 
hand out a card to everybody in the room and, and they think that they've accomplished something, you know, and, and they always end with those eight horrible words. Hey, let me know if you ever need a fill in the blank. Right. I've always been turned off by that process. It, it's really trying to circumvent the process, right? It is. It's, it's trying to take shortcuts to, um, look, I don't want to have a relationship. I just want the sale. Great. You're in a transactional mindset. It's all about the transaction. And it's yes, sh- we want a transaction. It's but not, it's short-sighted. Oh, it's very short-sighted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not looking at... I always look at the lifetime value of a customer. Right. And that's based on a relationship. If I build a relationship with a client, then I've got them forever. Right. So, well, I mean, you want someone who you resonate with and have a relationship with to do business with. That, you know, I was actually in a meeting earlier today, and I said... When I left, did we talk about what you wanted to talk about? She said, I had no expectation. No expectation. You just go in, you you be, spend time with a friend. Yeah. And and something will either come of it or not. And you know what? It might not even come of it for me. It might come of it for someone else that I know or vice versa. Something will happen. It just may not be direct. And that's okay. Well, and I, I always call it the hero factor. I'm looking for the opportunity to be the hero for the person that I'm talking to. Exactly. I should say I'm listening for the opportunity for the hero factor. Uh, Now, part of when I picked today's topic, small business corner doing more with less, I really based it around an article that I read in entrepreneur magazine. One of my, one of my absolute faves. I, I read just about every single article published in Entrepreneur and Inc. and several. And we'll be talking about those magazines in various episodes. So magazines still exist. Magazines do exist, but I read them all digital. Ah, there you go. I, I subscribe to Apple News Plus. So, you know, those magazines are included. And There you go. You know, when I'm, I'm spending time in the reading room, um, which I think is about the most appropriate way I can refer to it. In it's a not podcast. a big room, though. It's not. You it's, don't keep books in there. No. But, but you keep... I've got an iPad in there. There you go. Yeah, so, um, Jason Pfeiffer, he's the entrepreneur, entrepreneur magazine editor in chief. And he writes a lot of articles. Um, he wrote an article back last month called a better way to sell yourself. Uh, and, and actually it was, uh, made into a podcast yeah, too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was in the November issue of entrepreneur and, and then he did a podcast on it in December and you know he really talked a lot about the the lack of social aspect of those eight words and and he referred to uh asking those eight words take the onus of the sale off of the salesman and puts it on the customer yeah let it, them do the research right yeah he he referenced um asking it from the point of view of a writer somebody's a writer say hey let me know if you ever need a blog article and, and because he's a magazine editor, editor the, he obviously gets this question asked a lot. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, and he, he's thinking to himself, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I let you know if I ever need a blog article? Tell me what specifically you can write and why it would be beneficial to my business. It's just so funny. Well, and I think small business people make the exact same mistake. Now, we... When we go to the networking things, we, we always hear it in terms of your 
elevator speech. Mm-hmm. Give give that elevator speech something that would with in the time that it would take when you ride in an elevator, they know what you do for a living. You do you have one of those elevator speech? So am I supposed to tell you that I highly endorse elevator speeches? No. Good. I really don't. If I did, it would say something like, I don't know. Hi, I'm Phil. I have a social media management agency that has the ability to be the voice for my clients' business. Or I might even say, hi, I'm Phil. I help businesses that don't have the time, knowledge, or desire to be a strong and consistent presence on social media. I'm sorry. That's just basically, in my opinion, that is no different then let me know when you need a, that's me. Totally. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's why I don't like them. I know that I have to be able to say something somewhat succinct for occasions. I would much rather not say anything about me and just. And that's exactly how I do it. Yeah. Somebody asks, what, what, what business are you in? I said, I'm, I run a small digital ad agency. What kind of business are you with? Right. I, I want to get it to them. And, and this really comes from my my trade show days. Um, I, whenever I'm teaching a business how to market on the trade show floor. Say, always stand behind the desk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you haven't gone to my class. Um, <laughs> what, I was saying that sarcastically. Yeah, what I tell my students, what I tell my customers is, you get paid for the information you get, not the information you give. Right, right. You know, I run a small advertising agency. Um, I don't even specialize in digital. That's that's just where I leave it. Honestly, there's way too many things that I do in my business to so be able it down to, to 30, 40, 50 seconds. Exactly. It just yeah. can't be done. Even when I go to networking groups and I, you know, you've given your 60 second uh, time to talk about your business most of the time. And you've been there. Oh, I was just, can I give an example, please? Oh, I mean, this is, I, I love it at one of the, um, uh, coffee and concepts at the innovation collective. And it's not really a networking. We're a very collaborative, but you know, you're supposed to say who you are, why you're there. What do you do? And Ed will say, you know, I'm a web developer, but you know, I just really like ribs and, and it's all around, food, you know, but my passion is the barbecue or something. And I'm dead serious. 70, 80% of the time, the room erupts. Those that know him aren't laughing as often because it's the same, but the new ones are always laughing because you know what? It's, it's telling more a personal anecdote about you, right? And that's exactly the intent. Yeah. I have to, I have to juggle it every now and again. I, I, you know, sometimes it's ribs, sometimes it's cotton candy, burnt in pork belly, butt. um, (laughs) pork pork belly, butt. right. Is that what you said? Well, that's where it comes from. You know, it starts in the belly ends in the butt. Well, (laughs) it's going downhill. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) You know, the idea is to be memorable until you can get into that one-on-one conversation and learn what it is your prospect does, what kind of solution can I offer? I went through the Sandler training system, Sandler sales training system. This was put on by Nimlock um, trade show systems about 15 years ago. And they, you know, they taught us uh, ways to handle the question, hey, you sell a lot of these particular trade show displays? 
And and the answer is, uh, well, you know, I tell me what interests you about this trade show display. You never answer that question because if you say, oh, man, I sell a lot of them, trying to boast about the popularity, the person can retort back with, oh, I was really wanting something unique. Right. Or the other way. No, if vice you, versa. Vice versa. You know, actually, I don't, I don't really sell very many of these. It's a kind of a specialized oh, so product. Not very good. Yeah. Huh? I, mean, I was really wanting something that was tried and true. Right. Yeah. So the idea of an elevator speech or those famous eight words, let me know if you ever need a, it doesn't get you any information. You know, will you have success from time to time? Sure. Of very, course. Very small percentage. What is it? A broken clock is right twice a day? Exactly. So um, uh, real quick, I will share with you, and you, I don't even know if you know this. I actually um, did some direct sales with Filter Queen for right. Maybe I did not know that. Six, eight months or whatever back in the day. And they did not. It was everything that I was against. They wanted you to come into the house, take ownership in the house. Uh, you know, don't sit at the kitchen table. You want to sit in the living room or vice versa. I can't remember now. But basically, no relationship. It is how many no's to get to a yes. The, the, the maze you go through to get to this yes and to get that close. And one of the one of the secrets that was told to me is after you set the table on this whole thing, you've already got them, you ask them yes or no questions, and then they, when they say their answer, they can't lie later because they already said yes, right? You ask the question with your head down to the form when you think they're close and ready to get the close, what is your zip code? And you don't look up, and the pen is down. And that's an old Zid Ziglar approach. Is he, that right? He talked about that at length in several of his seminars. He Interesting. said, when it gets time to the trial close, you get your eyes down, you get your pen on the piece of paper, and you ask the question and you don't move because the next person who talks wins. Interesting. And if it's the client, then you're in trouble. Unless they give you the answer you're looking for. Right. Right. I guess actually it was the other way. If you talk next, you lose. You lose. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the idea is, is your elevator speech should be a question. It should be something that is going to engage the person you're talking to in a conversation. I, I do in the training again, I'm reference the trade show side. Um, I teach my, my clients to go to a trade show with 10 questions, three intro questions three introspective questions, and then the last four questions are nuggets, mm -hmm. knowledge nuggets. And the intro questions, the reason I have three is because you're going to ask this question over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and you're going to have a thousand people walking in front so of you. So you want them booth. short and sweet. You don't, you don't want to be asking the exact same question every single right. time. Right. But the idea with that intro question is do I engage or disengage? Because you, you think about a trade show, a weekend-long trade show, opens Friday, closes Sunday, you realistically only have about 20 hours of sales time. Mm -hmm. And if you sit and you talk five minutes to every single person that you can in front of your booth, you're not going to make any money because you're going to waste time. Yeah. Because most of the people have absolutely no interest in what you're doing. It's kind of like the adage, you go to a shoe store and the salesman comes up to you and they ask, are you, are you looking for, can I help you find anything? And what do we always tell them? No, just looking. Just looking. That's just kind of a looking. stupid answer, personally. Well, you know, we, but for guys, we generally aren't just looking. We're going in to actually make a purchase. We know exactly what we yeah, want. Yeah, I think women sometimes, yeah, they are just looking. 
but even then, right? She knows what she wants. She just may not want to buy it. She from also you. <laughs> she wants a shoe, but she also wants to browse around. You know That's me. Right. I walk in. No, I need a size nine and a half or a size ten, depending on whatever I'm feeling. Bloated, brown <laughs> shoes, slip on, no laces. Um, you know, for about forty bucks. You know, and if he says, "Oh, I don't have that," I can turn right around and leave. Oh my and it's God. the same thing Cracking up here. in your business. You want to ask that question that's going to get them talking. So can I can I make a, a, a quick little uh, deal here? I've been listening to a podcast or a book where they, uh, they were talking about our superpower. I, I think this is relevant to what we're talking about because you just said to try to engage, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking about this. You know, we're in elevators every week. Our Rotary meets upstairs at Beverly's at the Coeur d'Alene Resort, and we're in elevators all the time. Generally, there are other people in there. Generally, I don't just stare at the door. I turn, and, and, my, and I was thinking, what is my line? My line is, how are we doing today? How's your day going today? I, that's just what I say. And I, and I truly want to know. Oh, boy. Well, the, you can't see this via radio, but I'm, I'm kind of a big man. I, you know, I weigh 300 pounds. Um, I walk into an elevator, and if it's crowded, um, I'll say, okay, give me your money or I'm going to jump up and down. <laughs> See, we have, we all have our own unique uh, intro, intro line, right? Right. I, uh, I don't say that. And normally, I'm with Shelly, and she would say, you will not jump on this thing. <laughs> she hates elevators. <laughs> she hates heights. So, but, but it's, do you, look, are you good with people? If you're good with people, this should not be an issue ever. No, no. In fact, you, sh- if, you should be thriving on this approach rather than going into the conversation expecting to get a deal which only 10 percent of the time you can even think of and if that's only if you know it's a prospect right we don't even know if it's a prospect nope. at this point no nope. you know this is maybe a one or a two percent possibility so that means you're gonna have to talk to a hundred people before you're gonna get one who says hey With this awesome elevator spit i speech. need this so go into the conversation, not with the idea of selling something, but go into the conversation with the idea of making a new friend. Make this person so interested in you that they want to spend more time with you. Well, isn't it better, too, if you're just having a conversation, you've brought the conversation into the other person, they're going to eventually say, so, well, what do you do? And, and actually, you will now they're interested. And they'll be open and receptive right. to their, the message. Their shield has been dropped. That's right. And that's the goal right now. When we first meet a total stranger, they have no interest in who we are. They are just simply trying to get through their day. Now they might be at the chamber event and they know they want to make their pitch as well. Right. Right. And it's kind of like the competing pitch, you know, let me know if you need a, well, let me know if you need a, right. You know, it just becomes this verbal vomit. And there's sure is a time. There's certainly a time and a place where you do actually have to not ask for the sale, but, you know, put a call to action of some sort. But as at some point, as Jason pointed out, they don't know me right until they know what kind of topics my magazine publishes. Right. You don't tell me you're a writer. Tell me you can create a story on a specific topic. Right. And then I can determine whether that's going to fit in what I'm doing. So to wrap up today's presentation, don't ever use the words, let me know if you ever need a. 
Start with the idea of making a friend. God gave us two ears and one mouth. Use them in that perspective. We have a quote of the day. We have a quote of the day. I was going to say, let me know if you need a quote of the day. You need a quote of the day? Yeah. Hey, (laughs) let's have a quote of the day. Here we go. To love for the sake of being loved is human, but to love for the sake of loving is angelic. Alphonse de la Martine. Very good. That I just pull out of the sky. Marvelous. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.